Hello, you're listening to Dope Comedians, a podcast about comedians who use weed to help with depression and whatever else is going on in life. Subscribe today to listen to subscriber-only episodes and audio, as well as bonus episodes and clips. To gain full access, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. Now, let's get at it. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Yo, what up, everybody? It's your girl Marcella Riley, and I just want to remind y'all that if you like this podcast, then please take a moment and go to wherever you're listening to this show and click subscribe. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Uh, It doesn't take that much time to do, but it helps us out so, so much. So get over there and do it right now. Uh, And also, if you want to come get high with us, then follow the show on Instagram at High Hopes Live. And you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. Um, I'm still waiting on you to subscribe. I haven't seen it yet. Like where I'm waiting where is it oh there it is thank y'all okay all right enjoy the show bye welcome to another episode of high hopes i'm marcella riley hi hi and i'm here with ucb comedian and writer from boston jemima Um, we're live right now on Instagram. Peace. I mean, hello. Whatever. <laughs> um, we're high right now, I should say. Soups. We're high right now on Instagram. Super high. I've got my traditional, for the listeners, my traditional... Um, um, vape pen? My vape pen, but what strain is it? Uh, uh, sublime. I got my sublime. And I don't remember what you have, Jemima. I, I think it, it is also sublime. Is it? Where'd you get it from? This, this one. one. I don't think that one's sublime. Oh, yeah. You don't know what this one is. Yeah, it says sour diesel, but it's not. Because I switched liar. the... She's a liar. I am not on cheat. purpose. <laughs> not on purpose. Wait, do we do this continuously? We smoke throughout the whole thing? Absolutely. Girl, go oh crazy. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Do your... Th- the weed is... For you, you for your so <laughs> hospitable. She got grapes out. <laughs> she brought cookies out and cheese. All random, but I appreciate that, that shit. Grapes go with cheese? This is cookies. 30, this cheese has been aged for 30 months. No, girl. Listen to it me. It is some old ass cheese. <laughs> I don't know what. It's got the little crystals in it. These grapes are organic. These cookies, Tahoe cookies. That's some organic. The white chocolate cookies. Grapes. No, you are spoiling me. You've been very hospitable. When you go home, you got, what do you, you have like in the in the refrigerator? Oh, what? God. I told you I eat shit. <laughs> I really do. I've got like Kraft mac and cheese boxes, random pretzels for days. 
I have been eating the new caramel M&M's. I leave them in the freezer, and I'll just pick. I'll just take a handful of those and pretzels uh-huh. and eat them together. Oh, I like the combination. It's so good. Yeah. And they're frozen, and it's amazing. Hmm. I didn't know they had a new... Uh, they do. Okay. Which I'm like, how are you keeping that in stores? Like, I feel like it should, it should be, be melting. Oh. With just caramel. I, d- I don't know. I think all... I feel like all the chocolate should be melting. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know how any of it stays solid. How do you do it? How do you do it? Um, so welcome to Mikasa. Um, grassy ass. Grassy ass. Grass on your ass. <laughs> uh, let's see where I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. Um, let's talk about okay. So so you moved here from Taunton, 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 Massachusetts. Taunton, Massachusetts. <laughs> um, what's that like? You know what's funny? The other day somebody was like. Why does that sound like taunting? Like you're taunting someone. Yeah. I was like, I've never even thought of that word. That's what I thought you said. So I said it wrong. I said, because I said. No, you said it. It, It's right in the word. (laughs) That's what's wrong with this situation. (laughs) I need more vocab, people. (laughs) No, it's cool. We love it. We love it here in L.A. Hilarious. Um, So you moved from from Taunton, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Maybe ten months ago. Nice. So yeah, it's been it has been quite the experience adapting to LA. What's been the the weirdest? Oh, give me like this. Give me like a good weird. I have so many weirds. That's the sad part. <laughs> okay, I'd say the first one because it was so jarring, and that was the first thing that happened. This was like literally a month in. I'm walking down the street. I'm crossing the street. Uh huh. And I wasn't exactly on the crosswalk, and a guy sped up like he was going to hit me. Mm-hmm. So I do. stopped. And I was like, let me get a check, motherfucker. I wish <laughs> you would. I was, for some reason, <laughs> I was so mad and ready to go. He immediately rolls down his window and goes, ugly nigger, bitch. What? I shit you not. I was like, I was so stunned. <laughs> this is here? We're talking about L.A. still? I live in Koreatown. This was in Koreatown, a street over. What was his race? He was Spanish. Koreatown is 50% Mexican, 50% Korean, which is really weird because it just, I'm from Taunton, Massachusetts. I'm like the only black kid for miles. There's not a lot of, uh, there's a lot of white kids. Yeah. I can't think of words right now. <laughs> um, it's the week. <laughs> but um, it was, it's been really weird adjusting to the races and just it that it hit me hard yeah what was your reaction they're not welcoming <laughs> like, uh, I was like, that was a month into you being here yeah and i was like it's gonna be california it's gonna be all sunshine and we're all gonna be like i was being very uh naive and uh yeah everybody's just really kept to themselves yeah there's not a lot of intermingling like i like to real go into places where i live so i can be like what's where am i nobody local? does it huh yeah they're just there's this beautiful korean cafe that i love going to there's a garden in the back there's lights what's it called it's called um Hayri cafe h-e-y-r-i uh-huh. Hayri cafe it's beautiful day or night it's gorge and it's all korean of course and it really looks like that's where people go to just like be with their families you know stuff like that but the second me and my sister walked in there, they just ice grilled us. Like, you guys are not supposed to be here. Seriously? <laughs> yes. And my sister was just like, do, do, do. like, I'm going to just sit on down. And I was like, 
that breaks my heart because I'm from LA and so it's like when I hear experiences like I always tell people like if you're moving from somewhere else to LA lower your expectations like right away but like not for fucking racism Mm -hmm. that shit is I've had just as many good experiences here as I have bad you know I feel like shit happens you know that's just no I'm not gonna that's I want to find this fucking person (laughs) if you are listening motherfucker (laughs) You need to fucking apologize. Go you in, need to. What's your, what's your Instagram? Uh, Jemima for days. Find me. The number four days with the Z. You fucking racist dude. To the Mexican guy. Find me. That's no, insane. But it's whatever. I think once in my life I've been called a nigger. Yeah. And I was, I'm, I'm from Long Beach and I was, mm. I was a kid. I was, um, I think I was still in elementary school or middle school. It's a middle school. Mm-hmm. Little fucking kid. Yeah. And I'm just standing there waiting across the street. It's a street thing. Oh my god! It's always on the street, right? Someone was driving by. The freaks come out on the streets. They come out on the streets. <laughs> the racists come out on the streets. You know why? Because they're in a car and they don't have to stop and face you. That's why they do that shit. You punk ass bitch. Punk ass bitch. Literally, he's in a truck and just drove by. I'm just waiting for the light to just turn green so I can walk, mm-hmm. mind my own business. And he just rolls down the window as he's driving. It wasn't the driver; it was the passenger. He just yells, "Nigger." And then my friend and I, wow. my friend who's black, uh, we, we looked at each other <laughs> and we were like, was he talking to us? Like, we didn't even know. Like, we were so confused. I'm done. <laughs> I literally did the same thing. I, like, clutched my pearls. I was like, who? Like, <laughs> this not I, sir. It's insane. Really nuts. Um, fuck racism. You know? We're getting to a time where... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> about to drop something. Oops. No knowledge here. Not from me. No. Um, uh, so you're here writing. Um, what was... Tell me about Boston. Um, when did you When did you start uh, feeling... We're about to start talking about the depression. Okay, great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> when did you uh, start feeling like you were depressed? When did you recognize it was depression? When did you start feeling it, and when did you recognize it was depression? It definitely happened when I got kicked out of school, when I got kicked out of college. Because I feel like when you leave high school, you have such, you're like, going to college, you're going to be great. Like, you don't think things are going to be bad. And which college is this? Mount Ida College in Newton, Massachusetts. Um, It was just crazy. I was very involved in the school. Like, I founded this step team and we were performing all over and it was really You're really a stepper, great that's cool i'm such a stepper i've been oh. stepping since high school yeah i am that's what i i started a club there too for some reason i turned like 12 and was like i'm gonna step <laughs> <laughs> just started clubs everywhere do you have videos i want to <laughs> i do oh i can definitely show you a video okay cool, cool. all right sorry <laughs> sorry um oh gosh i was also uh a very valuable player on my lacrosse team i played lacrosse in uh, college and i didn't play it before that i just picked it up in college and got sick nasty they never took your bitch off the field (laughs) i fucking loved lacrosse i wish my high school had it because i would have gotten a scholarship off that bitch if i had known the basics before i yeah anyways (laughs) (laughs) uh i couldn't afford uh, college, so I got kicked out, but I like ran to the dean and was like, oh, but I'm a part of this and a part of this. Like, I've always talked my way out of everything, yeah. especially in high school, so I thought it was going to work. Didn't work. They kicked my punk ass out. Um, and I just felt like the rug had gotten pulled out from underneath me. So not being able to find my footing from then until now has 
just made this wave of depression that has just yeah. gotten it, it fluctuates sometimes it's really bad and sometimes sometimes i'm fine when was that so when were you kicked out how long oh, ago um i want to say 2000 and like 11 okay 2011 okay yeah 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 and then so um uh in between all that because you mentioned you were uh doing some hustle some side jobs Mm -hmm. so many um and the uh tell me about your uh those jobs and how they triggered what what Oh my gosh, they were triggers. Yeah, is this therapy, bitch? Are you? Like- I mean, I I don't have the solutions. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will say something that will resonate with you. Mm. But um, I am not. I am Jemima. <laughs> I am not I a licensed professional. professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything that I say is probably bullshit. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, yeah. So those jobs. Um, I'm just gonna rattle some off. Because I've had a lot, but I was a children's librarian. That was my very first job. That was amazing. Yeah, sounds fun. Uh, I've been a waitress for a really long time, so a lot of different restaurants. Mm-hmm. Friendly's, Bertucci's, Longhorn Steakhouse, McDonald's. Worked at McDonald's. <laughs> I'd be like, McDonald's. McDonald's. She's with her hands. She's like, McDonald's. <laughs> like a uh, McDonald's. Like, uh, who am I thinking of? Italian. Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, McDonald's was my favorite job to date. Really? I still fucking love McDonald's. It was the best. You fucked job. with McDonald's. Everybody there was a highly trained, legit. Like our highly our trained sh- what? Our shifts just never went awry. Like you ever know you go to a shitty McDonald's, but then you go to a good one. You're like, that was a good ass McDonald's. Girl, I don't go to McDonald's no more. So you gotta tell me, what is it? Nobody goes to McDonald's anymore. <laughs> Everybody's so health conscious out here. Taunton people are so gross. Like, <laughs> we eat whatever the fuck we want. People, st- uh, I just don't eat it. Right? Um, no, it's horrible for you. You shouldn't. Um, what What would happen there if that was one of your favorite jobs? What would happen there? Um, I don't know. People just did what they were supposed to do, so there was no issues. Um, people were real. They were fun. Um, that was like one, that was the only job that I didn't get fired from all of my <laughs> other jobs. I have been fired from like, <laughs> like kind of ironic, like, why? Uh, right? <laughs> I was meant to be a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's oh, we got plenty of Mickey D's here. I would just, I'd walk in, I'd grab a handful of nuggets, put them in my pocket, and then I'd go do drive through for hours. That's so gross. It was amazing. <laughs> I don't regret it. I don't feel judged. That's so nasty. I loved it. You know what I used to do when I was a kid? When yeah. I would ever I would get sick, I would um have my dad or my grandma or somebody would give me McDonald's and they would mm-hmm. give me the chicken nuggets with fries and Sprite. Yeah. And I would sit and watch the whiz and I would combine it. How you it's how you said you would combine um uh we were talking about your oh, pretzels yeah. and my um M and yeah. caramel and pretzels. So I would combine the the chicken nuggets, the fries, and then I would take a sip before chewing it, I'd take a sip of Sprite. I know it's nasty, right? What's wrong with me? You are disgusting. <laughs> Moist nuggets? Are you kidding Moist me? Moist nuggets, girl. Terrifying. Moist nuggets. Horrible. What is a moist nugget? Okay, but time you out. Know. You put your nuggets in your pocket. Pocket Bitch, nuggets? There's linings in pockets. <laughs> That's what they're for. You put nuggets. No. What's that story? Somebody gross. put. 
it was a um, a reality show. Somebody put a cheeseburger in that fucking purse. <laughs> it wasn't even wrapped. They didn't even wrap it. It was just in their purse. And he just pulled it out like People hours later. Animals. <laughs> like, we are disgusting animals. Um, oh, Lord. Okay. So what McDonald's was uh, McDonald's was great. The jam for you. Yes. Um, um, oh, gosh. And just lots of other pla- medical offices. Um, fucking. Oh, I had a good one. Banquet server. Lots of shit. You continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about um, uh, your experience as a, an Uber driver. Tell me about. Tell so, me about. So I get, I get motion sickness very easily. I throw up easily. I have a very weak stomach. So from the beginning, this wasn't a good job choice for me. Um, <laughs> when the going gets tough. Um, so I was driving. Uh, these two girls once and my stomach started acting up even before I we pulled off they were like are you sure you're feeling okay you don't look good oh damn yeah and I was like no 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 we're good. <laughs> like I'm gonna get you to your destination and then halfway through it we were like on a really busy street and I felt the puke coming on and I swerved to the side <laughs> and just started projectile vomiting everywhere, all over my steering wheel, all over my clothes. Oh, my God. And the girls, I'm sure they were screaming in the back. <laughs> I could really completely ignore the <laughs> But um, <laughs> I, I, you know, threw the car in park, threw the door open. Uh, there was no need. Like, the puke was, I was, was done, already, yeah. and it's done the damage. And they ran into the gas station, grabbed me some ginger ale. And that was it. And they were like, we're going to get another car. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Damn. And so what caused that uh, you to feel that sick? Um, I don't know. I just have a super weak stomach. Sometimes it's anxiety and pressure. Like if something happens and I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could tell you of the first instance that it happened because it was it was such a weird feeling for me. My parents... We're having some sort of disagreement and I have a lot of uh, younger siblings and one of them had called me from like a bedroom mm-hmm. and she was like where are you can you come home and I was just like I can come like I left work but I'm like I'm like at least 45 minutes away like mm-hmm. it's gonna take me a while to get there so that drive there I just started getting hot I started getting a headache like a migraine I was just I was so anxious and so wanting to get home and not wanting them to be there by themselves. And I just had to pull over and I puked everywhere. The projectile puking? It Was it projectile? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a time where it wasn't projectile. Where it wasn't? Dang. You know what it reminds me of? Um, what's that movie? The singing movie with the girls? They just oh, came out with oh, a third one. Uh, p- pitch. High pitch? pitch? High pitch? Pitch something? Pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. Pitch. <laughs> the team captain, where she in the first movie when oh. she pukes. That's, that's what my puke is. Seriously? No, I'm kidding. That's some exorcism shit. But, <laughs> but, but similar, adjacent. Definitely adjacent. Is it like literally everything that you've eaten for the past <laughs> week that comes up? Probably, yeah. And I would eat a lot of McDonald's, you know? So. <laughs> so pocket yeah. pocket nuggets. <laughs> um, okay, moist nuggets. 
dead. Um, all right. So all that, all yes. that. And then you moved here to LA. Uh-huh. Um, tell me what, tell me what, uh, what here in LA has been bugging you, get, getting you down, all that stuff. Oh gosh. Um, keeping a job has been difficult. Um, trying to figure out, um, should I be taking this job to further my comedic dreams with less money or should I, you know, take this job that's offering more money, but has nothing to do with what I want to do. So that struggle, basically just trying to survive in this bitch. Yeah. And also trying to do what I want has been super, super. And then trying to make friends and, you know, finding friends that aren't your friends you get a lot of that here. I think every episode I've talked about, oh, I'm, I like you? throw some shade at all the people I know because they're fucking trash. I, if y'all listen and, and y'all think y'all my friends, you're, you're probably trash. See, um, I don't I don't even like mentioning it, though, because I've found so many good people. So right. I'm like, I don't like still giving L.A. that name of, oh, everybody's fake and all that bullshit. Because it's like at the end of the day, you find people who are like, I like what you're doing. I want to help you. And OK. And that are also just genuine, genuine people, you know? I'm going to say mm-hmm. that's true, but most people here are trash. Okay. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> Everybody. You um, are hurt. I know. I'm broken. <laughs> uh, no, I have I have a few tight people that, you know, help me stay grounded. But, yeah, it's tough in L.A. finding that group or yeah. person, anyone. Absolutely. Um, uh, do you, you have roommates? Uh, oh my gosh! Currently, I live with my sister and her husband. Okay, so what? that's been fun. <laughs> no, I love them. Is, but is it not like a? Is it a peaceful environment? Absolutely. Or okay, so that's like- absolutely. But they are going to be moving out soon because they want to be married. So annoying. No, they've been a, they've been married. They're newlyweds. So for them to take me in has been very sweet. Um, when you are in, what are the things that you use to to help cope when you're in the this this funk? weed well obviously <laughs> other than weed um like music i mean doesn't everyone listen to music but people listen to it so differently like yeah. when i listen to music i it literally shoots me to a whole nother fucking planet mm. so like when i for music for me is i guess you could say it might be kind of spiritual right like because i just don't like i can i sort of use that to like shield it's a shield for me mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. so i don't know what it, it, if it's like that for you or anybody else but for me that's what's like i feel like doesn't everybody like it like that like i don't know no i've never heard anyone talk about it like that yeah maybe it's just i feel like it's just so a part of my life i wouldn't think of it as like a mechanism to like help me cope with it because i'm like hmm. you know because hmm. i'm like is anything really changing like <laughs> When I was, <laughs> when I was like happy, you know, back then before all the craziness happened, yeah. I listened to a lot of music and now I'm depressed and I still listen to a lot of music. So I'm like, hmm. it's kind of a constant, right? Hmm. I don't know. I just have a different experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, I have, I have listened to music before. I've always listened to music and then I continue to listen to music throughout it, but it, Hmm. What words would I use to describe this? Um, 
it like it, it i can find music that matches my mood and either heightens that mood or um like makes me feel something else mm-hmm. um and i sort of use that to kind of like project me in whatever way i don't know ever yeah, what yeah, way yeah, i need yeah. to go no, but totally the music get gets me there mm-hmm. totally totally get it um do you have yeah. like any like um this whole year or not not 2018 or i guess all of last year and now any songs and music albums that like kind of stuck out for you oh gosh <clears throat> i feel like i always try to listen to the new stuff but i always just revert back to old stuff that i've been listening to for a while which is very uh a lot of it's different for gospel i listen to avalon um i listen to beyonce destiny's <laughs> child old stuff uh-huh. real old stuff um i listen to a lot of the old drake Hmm. when you said it you're like the way you said old drake because <laughs> i'm like drake is still kind of new is um, it i don't know right because his music for is a while it's always like he have, he'll have a hip-hop album and then you have like a kind of electronic like mm-hmm. that kind of shit yeah maybe um oh, a lot of different music john mayer i listen to john mayer i do i like him every i okay I didn't bring him up. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I did not bring up John Mayer just now. That was all Jemima. Oh, my gosh. Jemima brought him up because I think every episode he comes up. Oh, um, really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I don't want to give it me. to him. Damn it all to hell. Uh, I'm, but I'm just glad you said it because <laughs> I didn't have to. Um, all right. Let's get back into the <laughs> depression. Um. To, what what are ways that you feel like when do you know you're in it when I just want to sleep mm. I always just want to be asleep <laughs> I'm like sleep is great yeah um what's the do you can you recount a time where you just slept for very, like how many absolutely. hours you slept or day just I could stay in my room for a whole day and just yeah watch tv and be in and out of sleep that's when I know it's really bad LA there's there's so much stuff to do like this so I'm I'm always somehow out which is crazy Mm -hmm. whereas at home I would always be in which is why I feel like this has kind of been a good transition for me in that in that sense but um yeah I remember even my sister saying like the other day she was like, you should go outside. You should do something. And I was like, there's nothing out there for me. Like, <laughs> it's an apocalypse. Don't you know? She was like, dramatic mess. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is out there for me. There is it's nothing. all ash. Yeah. Um, do uh, Does your family know? Like, have you talked to your family about your depression? Poor families, huh? They're like the first ones to deal with it. Um, they tell me that I need to. Oh, really? Yeah. Like they call you out on it? Oh, yeah. All the oh, really? Time. Um, can you think of a moment where, like, a moment where it stuck out? And you're like, oh, dang, I am like fucked up right now. Where you just didn't realize that you were so. I, the sister that I'm living with right now, um, right after high school, she kind of went to college and, you know, did her own thing. So, um, she didn't really come home much. And I feel like 
now that I'm living with her, it's like you're learning, you're meeting a whole different person Mm because like we were kids when we last knew each other and now we're at a different point in our lives. And kind of seeing who she is now, I think she's, I don't, it's kind of made me hyper aware of how I am now because she's like, whoa, she'll be like, I didn't know that you were this way now, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, so she was just like, She's been telling me that I need to see uh, a therapist and I should talk to one. But it's, you know, I just, my mother is, my parents are very like traditional and all that stuff. Um, A lot of black families, it's known I'm not speaking for everyone. (laughs) That, you know, they're just, they're not, we don't really believe in like therapy and that stuff and, you know, any types of self-help, even though we need it the most, of course. But, um... Yeah, so she's mentioned it to me a couple times, and I've tried it, but I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to stick with it. You so. tried seeing a therapist? Yeah. What was the experience? I like. thought it was just like I didn't, I didn't get anything from it. Everything that she was telling me, I felt like I could have like got done that myself, you oh. know, or you know, I could have said that, you know, nothing was really profound. She didn't really make me think about anything, mm-hmm. you know. She was great though. Um, but was she? <laughs> If she didn't, even though I got nothing from the session, she was oh a lovely God. person. <laughs> she took my money very happily and graciously. It wasn't, I didn't pay anything. I, I didn't. Um, I have a very, very great family. If Without mm. them, I don't know what I'd do living with this sister. It's a, it's our love is just crazy. I sound so mushy right now. No, it sounds that's okay, great. Good. <laughs> I love her so much, but I feel like I don't show it, and mm. I feel like, and even when I want to show it, it's difficult for me, you know. And if she ever asks me, she, you know, because she can tell when I'm like in a mood, she'll be like, you know, what's wrong? Like, just talk to me. You say need it. that and person. I just, that's right. Great. Yeah. Right. And I just won't say anything. I'm like, I am fine. Leave me alone. She's like, Jemima, um, literally, right. <laughs> you walked into the house, slouched over. Right. Um, but I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. What was I talking about? Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I feel like I just jumped from so many subjects. Um, I asked, but yeah, you she's about living. Yeah, yeah, she's brought it to light. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she 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 has no problem calling you out on your she stuff. Doesn't. Okay, that's tight. Yeah. I think that's that's probably a great situation to be in because you like you have someone there to to absolutely check your bullshit. To rain, rain I guess back not bullshit, in. but also her and her husband are very determined out here. You know, they came here with a goal, and they're definitely they're doing it. Yes. I'm sorry. It's cool. They're definitely getting there, you know? They're doing amazing, and um, it makes <coughs> me anxious. I think everybody in, L- in L.A. would come out here to do something. It can put so much pressure and strain on you, and you just want to make sure you're doing what you can be doing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I feel like I should be doing a lot more, having it almost been a year, but, you know, it's, it's just... It's only a year. I mean, it takes, like, yeah. that long to find a job. Totally. You know? Totally. Which is crazy. So with your sister mm-hmm. here in LA and in Boston, uh, you're having that moment in Boston. Um, like, what was your family like? Like, in anything happening in the family? Obviously, you don't have to go into detail, but anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, I just want to—I want to find out like what your your big triggers are. Like, I want, that's what I want to know. Depressed like when you, mood? yeah, when the wor- what's the worst state you've been in as far as being depressed? Oh God. Being away from my younger siblings is definitely very, very hard. Mm-hmm. It always has been. Um. Uh, say the question again. <laughs> See, you took the wrong week. You should have took mine. <laughs> I really, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh my God. Um. So between between Boston and LA, like, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's gotten worse or better? My depression has definitely gotten better since coming here to LA. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Great. Um. Keep hitting the table, and she told me not to, and I'm very nervous, and I keep hitting. Don't the be table. nervous. What's, what's making you nervous? Um, I, I guess I feel some sort of guilt for leaving my younger siblings. Gotcha. I've always had a very large hand in how they were raised. One of my sisters, younger sisters, kind of had some developmental issues growing up, and they were very jarring. And me and my mother and my father, we all kind of went through that together. <coughs> Sorry. I mentioned earlier how... We weren't really big on, like, therapy and all that stuff. So even though 
going through that whole thing with my little sister. So her, she kind of, I want to say it was probably some form of like, uh, like Asperger's syndrome, or she, she mm-hmm. was probably somewhere on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, which, when it happened, there was so little. Like we didn't know as much then as we do now about that. I sure. still feel like it's a developing condition going on with kids, but um. <coughs> she would like if she heard like a sound or something that she didn't like she would start to like pull out her hair and stuff like that at one point we had to shave her head completely you know but she's doing amazing now she's fully functioning she's amazing okay you know she's fully functioning she she talks just like me and you you know um so dealing with that whole thing and just I'm that I'm very hands on with all of my younger siblings I want to be in all their lives and stuff like that so being away from them I'm getting so emotional. It's okay. <laughs> it's hard, and I don't talk to them every day like I used to. Sure. <sighs> Let me collect. So I have to, I would almost be with them too much to where it was like detrimental for me. Like I wouldn't really think about, you know, what I needed to do. I would just be thinking about what to do for them. But um, I need to realize that they're all fine. They're not my children. <laughs> um, but... That transition of not being with them um, has been rough, and I think I do feel guilt, especially because my mom is like, well, you need to come home, you know, like, you shouldn't be out there, so she's, like, not helping. Oh, this is current. She's telling you. Yeah. Oh. It's like, you know, they just all want me to be home. Like, even my friends are like, we don't know what you're doing over there, you know? Yeah. So it's just like they're kind of making me feel like I'm wasting time out here, but I know that I'm here for a reason, and, you know. It's 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 nothing that um, I just need to worry about me, you know, and just make sure I'm good before like trying to make so many other people happy. Mm. Um, do you talk to them all the time, or how often do you talk? To my them? friends and family, yeah, I yeah. say I talk to them like probably every day. That's tight. I talk to somebody in my friend or family group. Yeah, that's nice. It's good. Uh, I think it's good that I'm away. When I go back there, I kind of feel the same. And I'm like, there's really nothing back here for me. The same. Oh, I, like going back like that. Yeah. Well, okay. I feel like I'll probably just keep on getting odd jobs and right. leaving them. And, you know, out here, I, I definitely feel like I'm starting to work to something. Right. So, yeah. That's rough because, like, you have your mom still telling you to right. come back. Uh, you know yeah which is why doing comedy has been so interesting you know because everybody has things that they deal with in their lives so every comedian I can't talk every comedian has stuff going on with them and to think that they just like can go and do that all the time and make other people laugh and make other people happy and just seeing so many good comedians there's so many amazing comedians out here yeah that just every show they kill um my sister being one of them 
She's very good. Give her a shout out. Shout out, Charlotte Larston. Um, yo, what up? What the fuck? Um, so quick uh, side yes. digression. Uh, I did not know this before meeting Jemima, but I uh, did some technical stuff with the show in New York uh, at UCB New York uh, with Jemima's sister, Charlotte. Um, and Shashir Zameda. Um, so that was like a weird coincidence. I think that's really fun. Yeah. I think this was like a, a moment of like a meant to be like a sort of. I know. Kind of like a connect, like a full I circle. Know. Right? Podcasts are cool. Podcasts are definitely. I never really heard of them back in Boston. Like, I just, I've never li- really listened to them. So. Mm, I'm about to tap into that, that Boston scene. Like, I know it. It's a good. Uh, as far as because you mentioned that you you have you like in the family I'm used to this too like not getting help like whatever kind of help is needed mm-hmm. my family's never been like my mom is you know I think I even told her that I you know felt suicidal and she was like just pray about it mm. I'm like girl if my mama didn't make us pray on everything <laughs> and everything was the devil legit so I'm <laughs> right there with you yeah are you um, sought out have you sought out any other other than the, the other that one time the that my yeah. sister, she's the one who um, recommended that therapist to me and was kind enough to gift me those classes because she's amazing. But um, <coughs> other than that, since then, no. Mm-hmm. This has been the next thing that I have done. Here? The yes. podcast? Yep. <laughs> this conversation right here. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've tried other than that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this is helpful. It, I don't it know. It has been. been. <laughs> if I just open my mother good mouth and talk, things get better. I already feel fantastic. Really? Absolutely. Awesome. That's great. Um, today, I went to... So, my last episode, mm-hmm. like a, a, a week and a half ago or whenever that was, uh, my uh, guest, uh, Ramon Kazi, told me about... Uh, this place in Hollywood, the Hollywood Mental Health Facilities. Um, don't worry about it. Okay. And uh, it's free. Although when I went, they kind of did something weird. I I have insurance that I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. But so I went to this mental health facility today mm-hmm. and spoke to this lady. She asked me all these weird, dark questions. And I like I didn't cry, but like I felt like I was going to. <laughs> um just so they can see okay um but it so why i'm telling you this story is that there are resources like if you are Absolutely. interested yeah in uh i am start i feel like i can't continue this podcast if i'm not actively like Absolutely. getting help it just doesn't make sense if i get worse or mm-hmm. whatever or stay mm-hmm. stagnant so uh i will gift you with that um I'll take the information. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everybody Thank write you. this down. Uh, yeah, the Hollywood Mental Health Facilities. When I called, uh, apparently I have health care that I didn't know I have, mm. and they're accepting that. But they, she also said that you either, they accept no insurance or Medi-Cal. So I have Medi-Cal. Don't know what that is. Don't. Um, so that's as far as I've gotten. I can't give you any other like recommendations for this place. They did make me throw away my weed. Um, that was fucked up. You were mad as shit. I was mad as shit. No, I put it in my pocket. I uh, dumped it out of my glass container and dumped it in my pocket. There's nothing worse than lint weed. I have smoked a lint ball of weed many times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awful. Oh, that so might be the one you pain. had. I'm just kidding. There had to. <laughs> that was laced 
With lint. Lint weed. Ah. <laughs> some grapes. Some cheese with rocks in it. There was not a rock. It was a stem. She almost died. That was embarrassing. <laughs> was I making like a weird face? Many weird faces. <laughs> I was here for it. I was like, I don't. But this is the thing about I help? being a comedian. You can't. Uh, being a comedian like you're okay with failing and making or like especially with improv and doing mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. like I, I feel like I don't care about making a fool of myself because I've made so many different fools of myself or whatever on stage doing that I don't mm-hmm. know if you've experienced that but like I don't oh I, I have God, no fucks yes. left to give I've only done stand up once since I've been out here I've been writing it and stuff like that but I only did it once and after that I was like I'm gonna take a break oh really <laughs> It was so hard, and you bomb so hard. It's just you gotta keep bombing until you don't. I know, and that's where I fucked up. Is I didn't get right back up and do it. I was like, nope. And there has been months, yeah, of non stand up, which is not good. <laughs> gotta keep at it. But you want Tad. your your path as being a writer, though. That's mm-hmm. what you want to right. focus on. Right. Do you put any like how how does um I do I do feel like stand up is a part of it. Charla has made me do every type of comedy ever because she's like you've got to be well versed yeah. you've got to be able to do everything like y- just to market yourself so um yeah what were you saying uh what was so. i saying do you like all this shit that you struggle through or gone through mm-hmm. and even the projectile vomiting right like how does that influence the comedy that you write my whole life is a comedy. My whole <laughs> life has been a shit show. Um, just the things I do, too. Like, I'm very gullible. I'm very naive. Like, it just makes for <laughs> comedy. Like, everything that happens, people are always like, why does this shit happen <laughs> to you? Why didn't you get your life? Um so yeah, it, it has helped because I'm like, oh, I can literally tell these stories that I've been ashamed to tell. Because I'm done, I might as well just lay it all out. That's the only way I'm gonna be successful here is I if I tell. To be honest, and like, yeah, okay, here's something else I'll drop on you. So <laughs> there, uh, a few weeks ago, every Tuesday night, um, mm-hmm. this place called the Lost Night mm-hmm. in Echo Park. They have an open mic night, music, um, and I just go and look, check it out every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, so I was I was there just checking it out, mm-hmm. and there's a dude performing. He rapped. He's the only other black person there besides me, and so I was like way into his stuff because it was like the dopest. It was like the, the most like it, like it, you felt whatever he was saying. Like I felt it. Of course. And then when he's done, he came down. I was I just said, hey, good job. I just kept watching the show, and he came back to me. He was like, so are you going up? Like, did you put your name in the on the the sign up sheet? I was like, no. And I forget what words uh, he used. He didn't say selfish, but basically he said something along the lines of, oh, so you're being selfish with your art, with your work. And I was like, dude, you just broke me right now. <laughs> so like that moment for me was like, yeah, like I have something that I'm, I need to be shared. Like my truth is important. Like I'm not the only person dealing with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it feels like I am. I know there's no way like we're all dealing with shit and it will resonate with somebody and so like with you and your work like putting it out there Mm -hmm. you know like that is another way like being honest because you're like you know all the shit that you're like what you're feeling with your uh about missing your family and all that stuff like put that shit 
in there because that's gonna that's where when you get that deep that's when you start hitting other people because mm-hmm. we're all deep we just don't it's like it comes up in weird moments you're like, it Whoa. sure does you're like who's talking just <laughs> yeah absolutely you're right so um, be tr- be truthful and, and honest okay <laughs> all right you got it <laughs> um so this show is called high hopes uh-huh Tell me what your high hopes are. Oh, Lord Jesus. Whatever that may be, whatever that makes you think of, what are your high hopes? Mm. Or high hope? My high hope is to get so successful that I can bring or help get my family and friends to where they want to be while also living my best life. Mm. That's my high hope. Tight. I like it. That's dope. Um, now we're going to just bullshit. Um, Saka. I haven't asked you any questions. Oh, go ahead. You can ask me some questions. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Um, what's, it's going to be a deep one, but. I love it. Let's go there. What's your depression connection to this? Like, why did you start a depression <laughs> podcast? I actually, I know, huh? Girl, what's going on with you? I know, I'm like, damn, okay, you got me. No, nobody's asked me that. Seriously? No. Bitch, I want to know. <laughs> um, I actually pitched, I was working for the Laugh Factory. Yep. It ain't no. fun to work there. It ain't funny. It's a factory. It's a factory. Uh, we had so many different names for it the group that i worked with oh but gosh, it was just like i can imagine it was that's a whole other story mm. but anyway so i pitched this idea so it, it started as um uh interviewing comedians high on a hammock i think just high hammock or nice. something like that i like it and then that, everyone liked it but i was like no nah, that's that'd be difficult th- as fuck it'd be difficult but we're and then someone pointed out that like it might not be that funny to just listen to comedians like talk high. Mm. But then I was like, yeah, actually it would. And you're stupid. But then I, because they gave me that note, I tried to think of something else to add to it. And Absolutely. I was like, well, in comedy, we all are in some way mentally like fucked up. Absolutely. And I know I'm going through it. And so I thought of, oh, well, what if we talk about depression? Well, if we add that element to it. Everyone's depressed. Everyone's depressed. I think there's we all got something going on. It, it yeah. could be just surface or deep, whatever. Mm. Um, and so, but it never. So I pitched this idea to them to do on. The, I've done a couple of different videos for the Laugh Factory. Um, one with Tiffany Haddish, and it was so much fun. Uh. Uh, but so I pitched this idea. They didn't use it, and so uh, after working there and falling deeper into my depression, I was just trying. I don't know. I, I think I was just trying to. I think my body is like you got you have to move you have to do something uh in order to get out of this and uh I I just thought okay well since I couldn't do this thing at the laugh factory um how about I just do it on my own and I already have another podcast um so I'm already familiar with that format mm-hmm. and so I was like okay well how could I put this in because it was supposed to be a video at the laugh factory it was supposed to be all filmed so like okay well great I'll just do another podcast of that um but that was like over the summertime and I started doing it December um, I just felt I got I fell deep into it, real deep into it, yeah. and just looking for a way to get out and grasping onto whatever I can, like whatever I can hold on to, whatever hope I can pull, and then that's when I just decided to. I I just 
was like fuck it i'm just gonna like do just do the fucking podcast like right now like i'm I'm gonna stop thinking about it and just fucking do it um so yeah i just like made some art took some pictures of myself naked with the glasses on and i love it (laughs) and yeah so in in my depression i've it's weird um i've been more creative because i've i've cut myself off from a lot of the crowd that you're now mm-hmm. getting immersed into mm-hmm. because of my experience has been just a lot of nothing I gave was ever reciprocated. Um, and I give a lot. I'm a giver. Like that's what I do. I give, and I, I gave too much of myself mm. to so many people and nothing was ever reciprocated. Yeah. Um, and so in that, that that's what triggered my depression and that's what like broke me. Yeah. And that's what's making me a little bit emotional right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, it, it got me to a point where I literally like I all of 2017 I have not talked to anybody like I've yeah. talked to maybe I don't know a few people mm-hmm. whereas before I'm like everybody whenever I go to UCB like myself everybody kind of knows me I'm like that kind of person yeah and 2017 I was not like mm-hmm. everyone thinks that I'm like in fucking New Orleans right now and I swear to god like if you go on my Facebook I think it says New Orleans like wow. everyone thinks I'm there um and that's what how deep I fell into it like I just literally cut everybody off yeah just the way they treated me mm-hmm. um um <laughs> it's funny because like when i separated myself and i started doing my own thing now those people that treated me like shit are like slowly kind of looping back around and like but they're still treating me like trash yeah but i'm at a point now where i like i don't have the patience for like i, I have let i was oh i had a lot of resentment yeah um because of me giving so much of myself and not getting anything back, I was I had so much resentment towards a lot of people. And then when I realized that, this is only like a few weeks ago that I realized I was holding on to this mm-hmm. resentment. Let it go. Yeah. And that in itself, like it was it, it wasn't like all the rocks, it was, but it was like the one of the biggest fucking rocks. Absolutely. And it came off and it allowed me to um t- to not I guess not take it personally to be able to be like okay so here's an example um a few weeks ago someone who I cut just cut off cut him off cut him loose cut him loose um randomly hit me up mm-hmm. and she was like let's go dancing and because I love I'm, I go dancing always tries to come back in with dancing <laughs> that's what they always try to get you like let's go dancing because you know I wanna yeah so uh I uh I said yes even mm-hmm. though this person is so flaky so I, I said yes to just see what would happen. <laughs> and uh, like Friday came around. I didn't hear from her. So all Saturday, can't, like, just still didn't hear from her. And, like, I got off I got off at work, and I came, got home, and I texted her. And, like, so is this still happening? And then, like, way hours later, she was like, oh, I uh, got I booked a last-minute do- house-sitting uh, gig or dog-sitting gig, so I can't go. And it's like, you, how fucking rude is that to fucking, one, reach out to me, and asked me to like hang out over the weekend and then not I had to follow up and then you're gonna I if I had not texted her she would not have told me that it was not gonna happen yeah and like this is (laughs) this is a reoccurring it's not just this person like everyone that I cut off is like that yeah and so when that happened I just it didn't it didn't bother me at all whereas before I would have been like pretty broken up by that yeah 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 I know it I was that kind of treatment happened so often that it literally was devastating. Like I mm-hmm. got, I mean it was it was pretty bad. Like 
this is why I said people were trash when we started early, like because of those experiences. Yeah. And when that happened, you know, two weeks ago, recently, two weeks ago, it, I, I feel like I'm like I've grown now. Like I got to that, like when she was like, no, I can't go. It's like fine, I'll just let it. And then she kept replying, sending me more text messages, and I just didn't reply to any of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't feel like I needed to. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't. I don't want whatever your emotional shit is. Like I was like, I'm not gonna take that. I, if I reply, then you're gonna give me some more shit that I just. Right. I ain't right, for right, it right, no more. I don't right. need it. We tired. We tired. We t- mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah. Cut, bitch. You're done. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. It's over. So, like with that happening, I realized I've gotten to a point where I. I guess the resentment is gone. Right. So I don't, I'm not holding that of against course. it. Like, do your thing, boo. Like, you want to be flaky as fuck, be flaky as fuck, but you ain't going to be in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't feel broken up about that. Whereas when I, when I knew I was going to cut somebody off, ooh, I had to like prepare. Yeah. It's a process for yeah. me to cut somebody off because it hurts. I'm not that person. I'm so friendly. And, I'm, and when I had to get to that point, I got to that point. Like, you got me to that fucking point yeah. where I just hate you. Not hate, but just like, mm-hmm. It hurts it hurt like hurtful of course um so yeah that's how i got to this fucking podcast with people mistreating me and me retreating into my own uh fucking room yeah and but it's made a gem i think you know that pressure made a diamond this podcast seems dope <laughs> so you know if Thank you gotta you. cut them off you gotta cut them off you gotta cutting cut them, them off cutting them off left and right mm-hmm. bitch boom, boom boom and i don't give a fuck that's the thing too i'm so happy that i don't give a fuck this yeah. is how i know it was resentment that yeah. i got rid of it it was like literally january 1st i realized i was listening to this podcast and it mm-hmm. said resentment and when that person on the pod or not pod, a meditation thing on youtube yeah uh when the lady said resentment i started crying mm. and i was like that's what it is that's yeah. what it was mm-hmm now Once you get that realization of, oh, I can just let this go. Yeah, like it's so crazy. The, once you realize you can, yeah. like literally, you're like, because oh, I couldn't I can let just it go. Not give a fuck. Got it. I was giving so many fucks. Right now, bitch ain't got a goddamn one. <laughs> um, so it feels great. Um, uh, yeah. which is why I can awesome. I can openly be like, yeah, people are trash or people are great, people are whatever, because this has been my experience, and I don't give a fucking fuck anymore because yeah. I gotta be me. That's all we could do. You gotta be you. Let's just be us. Right? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that's my long ass answer to your question. Was that deep enough for it you? It was amazing. It got deep. <laughs> we got real deep. We both did. We both did it. We both did um, it. Yeah. That I think we it. got sufficiently. That was dope. Depressing. I wanna thank you, man. Yeah. For uh, I will accept your thank you. Get all that out and for giving me a piece of yourself. No, that was dope. I loved it. I hope you keep doing this. Absolutely, I'm gonna do it as long as I, as long as I can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying. Just try. <laughs> um, I'm old now. We're you old know? beat up slaves, <laughs> just trying to make it. <laughs> just trying to be oh, free. Goodness. No, trying to get free. Right. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh gosh. Yeah, my web series. We don't even know what it's called yet, so I can't plug it. Uh, I've well, got how, where nothing. Can, where can we find you? Do you want to be found? Yeah, my should I say my Instagram? I'm really I already there. tagged you on. The, is it the same as the? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm 
<laughs> then people already know <laughs> or they will uh, my snapchat I think it's a Jemima 88 you think I'm pretty positive <laughs> I think I somehow have two accounts but they're both show the same thing so whatever if it works it works it works um cool well check out my other podcasts Mm. uh to the listeners and also you jemima (laughs) you can check it out too uh white people do black things uh it's real dope and funny um people actually do black things it's really we just do normal shit like church um no everyone always asks everyone's like so what what are they what's happening (laughs) here what's it yeah um, I get a lot of white people who are like, I'm super white and I do lots of black things. Can I be on your podcast? And I'm like, that is not what it's about. <laughs> you are so eager to appropriate and that's not it. Um, so yeah, Hilarious. it's available on iTunes. Um, otherwise I will be playing my guitar, probably John Mayer songs somewhere around in Hollywood and bye. bye. Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Dope Comedians. Subscribe now to access bonus episodes, clips, and audio. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. And follow us on social media at Dope Comedians. Until next time, live long and slay. <laughs>